Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live, the day after Halloween viewer call-in special. Uh, appreciate everybody jumping on here. We got some folks on YouTube. We got some folks on Facebook uh, as they trickle in. Uh, looking forward to tonight. It's going to be fun. We've had a few call-in shows this year. They're always a good time. So, hope some people get on the line and call into us. Right? Or let me let me change my tune. Jay Valstein, how you doing tonight, man? Uh, great, bro. Finally got a finally got a break from the elite tours. <clears throat> Recovering from COVID, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got off my, my podium as the cesspool lifeguard for tonight. Slide in here and make sure everything's all right with this with this live stream. Should be Thank fun. Thank you for keeping us afloat. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to have to take these sunglasses off, these fine, fine Revos, because I can't see. Uh, I have to slide on my readers here in a minute, but we're going to make it last as, as long as we can. Uh, yeah, as you guys saw in the announcement, tonight is, a, is all about the, you guys, the viewers, the viewer call-in show. So any topic is on the table that you guys want to call in here and talk about, or should I say click in? It's not a call in, it's a click in and talk about. And we're having a little costume contest. If anybody kept their costumes out the day after Halloween to uh, call in and try to win a pair of Revos, we'll have some folks vote on who the, who the best one was. So yeah. click that link and uh, we'll talk, run our mouth a little bit tonight and see what happens. It should be fun. So as always, yeah, man, we want to thank uh, Dugout Bait and Tackle, dugoutfishing.com for supporting the show. And, of course, we're giving away some Revos tonight, so Revo sunglasses and Western Sun Vodka. Cheers. Uh, Western Sun Vodka, the drink of choice for professionals like Jay Valstain all across yes. the country. Oh, yes. Yeah. So before we get anybody in here, got a few, had a few things happen on the page this week we want to talk about. Number one, and, and you're the perfect person to talk about this, Jay. Uh, if and when kayak fishing goes professional, we put up a little thread early in the week talking about, what that would look like and will we be are we ready for a pro tour uh, and it, it blew up got two three hundred comments and uh got pretty in-depth so any, any thoughts on that as a as a touring professional yourself so i mean i you know i started in Cal, california and texas um my career i like i like throwing big i like throwing big baits so you know partnering up with a with a big bait company uh, you know, that was huge for me, and I think you really have to work hard and promote those companies and, and really, you know, set the example uh, that you're you're working for your sponsor dollars. Um, I got these Lint, Lint Viper sunglasses, um, Dollar General brand. I really believe in them. Uh, that's another one of my big sponsors. They, they sponsored my move to, uh, to Lex, Lexingboro, Kentucky. Um, and then I picked up these Dunkin' Rods on the way up. Um, they were kind of the, the deal sealer for me. We had a lot of shifting going on in, uh, in the pro bass world, and it kind of allowed me to be the face of this organization. So uh, when, I could, when I could close that deal out, man, I knew that the Cumberland River was the future of bass fishing, and I went all in. And if you want to be a successful pro, that's what you have to do. You just got to go all in. All in. White all rods in. and all. White rods. Got these quick release guides on them. Any obstacles you come upon, they're out of the way. A knot, they're out of the way. Rod holders, they're gone. Yeah, it's the little things, man. Being a pro, it, you have to I call it. The I call it my white rocket. Good stuff. Yeah, I, we could talk all night about that thread probably. I don't, I don't know that we're... 
over here on the kayak side ready for that that pro tour yet but i know there's some folks talking about making it happen i think there's a few more uh shoes that have to drop as far as financing these anglers to get there uh, from the sponsor side and you know anglers are going to have to be willing to outside of the i don't know what is it you say there's a dozen or so that make all the tournaments but outside of that really the time commitment can't be there from enough people to probably sustain it yet uh, in all seriousness i think the the promotion part on the angler perspective has to be there right now i don't think there's guys that are doing enough that these sponsors deem it worthy of investing 10 15 dollars. do i think these anglers have the talent right now for sure but you know we've heard it for years and a lot of it's kind of cliche marketing terms but you have to build a brand you have to have a reach you have to have a following you have to have you know more than your 10 buddies at home keeping up with your stuff like they want to be a household name kind of in in their market in their demographic so you have to provide that platform that's what shows your worth we talked about this pro level tour you know entry, whatever it is, you want to have those bills paid up front. Like, you don't want to be paying that out of your pocket, plus travel costs. Like, you're asking a sponsor to cover all that, so they have to see some value. And and I think Lance McWhorter and I had a, we had a long conversation about this. He's like, I think it'll be 100 people. It it won't be 100 people, because there's not 100 companies that are going to shell out that kind of money for people that aren't doing enough, to be honest with you. I think 50 is a is a long stretch right now. I think you've got about 20 right now that, that could justify that kind of dollar investment if they started putting out. Yeah, I think there are enough anglers from a talent perspective to pull it off, but there's so much more that goes into it that, you know, I don't know if folks are ready to bite that off as far as the pre-tournament, during the tournament, post-tournament promotion, and doing it the right way. I just don't know if there's enough people out there that even know what to do with all of that. I I don't know if it's not knowing what to do or just feeling like that's not me. I'm not, you know, I can't do it, so to speak, because – I mean, honestly, I think until you until you make it a habit and it's kind of second nature, that's when people start to follow along with your stuff. Like, I've got people at home that they don't fish, their kids don't fish, nothing. They just like seeing the ups and downs of the tournaments and the, the crazy weather and the shit that breaks and the big fish that gets off. They like following that stuff, but you have to put it out there. Once you start putting that out there, you'll realize how many people get caught up in what we're doing. That's that's going to be the the real money maker there. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, it's a good topic. I, I like that thread. It didn't get. I mean, there was some funny stuff, but there was some serious talk on there too about what it's going to take. And then I posted another one earlier tonight about what would it look like from the pro angler perspective. And we got some jokes going there. But that's a true. That's a real question as well. So, but tonight, like we said, is all about you guys. We want to hear from you. Hear your questions. Hear your takes on any topic. If you've got an event coming up that you want to promote, call in and pro- push it, promote it. Or if you Got your thoughts on the season that was or the upcoming season, whatever it is, we want to hear from you tonight. So click that link in the description and call in. We've got one caller in the lobby right now, and we are going to start this show off with a bang. I got to get my read. Let me, let me change from my Uh-oh. shades to my reader so I can. Uh-oh. Ray Charles is leaving, y'all. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at all these comments. I can see them. It's, it's a Halloween miracle. It's actually, Halloween's over, but it's. Uh, I guess it's the uh, Mexican Day of the Dead celebration for like four more days. So we're justified in still okay. doing this. So we're good to go. All right. So first up in the in the queue, 
We've got Ryan Van Tyne, and it looks like they're setting up some sort of runway for him uh, to make his appearance here. So he's calling in with a costume. So let's get him in here. Hang on just a second. I feel like he's swinging hard at this Revo prize. All right. Mr. Van Tyne. Okay. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> oh yeah, wow. we're, cat, we're, cat, we're catfishing tonight. <laughs> Let me put the shades back on. Maybe I don't want to see. What <laughs> so, so tell us, uh, how did this costume come about? Well, last year I was Tiger King, <laughs> and the boss was my tiger. Okay. This year she's the ringleader of the circus, and I was the tiger. So this is hers. This is hers from last year. Yes, you were. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you didn't disappoint. I'm I'm glad we did the sound check beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We ended up uh, actually winning a contest too. So, but it was all because of her, not me. What was the contest? <laughs> <laughs> best best couple costume. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I appreciate you, Ryan. You're, you've got the uh, the nerve to pull something like that off. So, yeah. It, the only thing that sucks is like I'm not as in good of a position as um, BDH, so it, I can't pull it off as well. <laughs> All right, come on now. But, but you could have added, added to the costume for that. I'm still sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you got it. Ryan's <sighs> compromised over there. I'm Jay, I'm sorry. Mr. Valstein's com compromised. I'm sweating now, boys. Whew. Yeah. Well, uh, awesome costume, man. What, what, you got any questions for us or anything you want to talk about tonight? Nah, um, I was just, my biggest thing, I don't know if anybody that's watching the show or if you guys saw that I made a post um, about the River's Edge local kayak outfitter. They donated some life jackets to our fire hall. I actually approached them about buying them because they're a local company. I, they're great people. I was going to buy off of them just to give them the business. And uh, they ended up coming back with a quote saying that they would just give them to us. So, like, that's just a testament to all local businesses, like the Dustin Hoys, the dugout guys, like, just all local businesses, man. Buy from them. For sure. Screw Dick, screw Dunham's, screw all those big, big corporations. <laughs> they don't do shit for – they don't do shit for – the local communities they don't love the local communities the same way straight up you're right you, sure. you tell them tiger the Tim, tiger would never the timmy dixons no no there's a lot of small business every every state and local town has has three four five six of them and just stop there they have everything you need yeah it's, that. it's convenient to go to the big box but uh Always search out your local businesses when you can. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, though, like, I feel like every time I go to a big box store, I still can't find what I need. It'll be whatever knockoff brand they have or, you know, whatever junk is left over that's already been picked through. So it doesn't really do me any good anyway. There you go, Ryan. You got a new nickname. Uh, Van right. Tiger. Van Tiger. <laughs> Van Tiger from here on. <laughs> All right, that's people awesome. Are, oh, what is that? that? That's my tail. <laughs> and sure, spot. sure it is. All right, well. Is that your tail? Or are you just happy to be on the show? What's oh, my here? gosh. Well, this is it for us. That's it. Good to meet y'all. Everybody <laughs> head over tail. to the Kayak Fishing Network. If this <laughs> yeah. shut down. KFN. What? Uh, Jeff Malott, man, you're killing it over there, dude. You really are. 
Man, we got a long ways to go. I appreciate that, but we got we got a long ways to go over there. But the the momentum is is started. So I think once we get yeah. that done, we'll be we'll be off yep. and running. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, was we got, my, that we've was got my... some we've got some content too. So you know, we were going to do the KFN thing, kind of a informational tutorial type deal. Uh, previously, kind of shifted gears on that. Jeff has set up you know basically our own social media platform over there. But we're going to drop some of that. Uh, you know, exclusive content that we already had over there so people can kind of, you know, start a little bit of an interactive learning type deal. You know, maybe guys can ask some questions and specific anglers can go out and, and shoot a video and answer those questions. We can use it, you know, kind of like our own little YouTube, if you will. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the, there, it, that platform is just incredible. I mean, it's it's like everything you want without all the just tiptoeing to not offend people <laughs> yeah well jeff's working on a dating uh portion of the hat too so we'll be able to swipe left or right. anglers only anglers it's, in the, only it's, in, it's in the marketplace but still never get lonely at anglers only <laughs> yeah no it's, it's gonna be a good platform man and like i said it's just really getting off the ground so we're gonna grow it with everybody as they come in and make suggestions try to make it fit and become a tool that that it, <laughs> ashley just shut that down ryan Oh, come on. He's just the moderator. He's the lifeguard. Ashley Kay's the, the swimmies. Ashley Kay's the uh, unofficial <laughs> VP and COO, so I'm gonna put, we're going to put the axe on that before it even gets started. Um, but, yeah, anybody else want to call in click in here? We're, you're going to have a hard time beating the Tiger Tiger King? We appreciate you. Thank, what, thank you, you for participating. Call this a king outfit. Okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm getting off of here. This is tight. Yeah, good, good luck man. getting out of there, pal. Appreciate you, homie. <laughs> Later. Whoa, what a way to start it. All right. Uh, I would have to say he's a front runner right now for sure. Leader in the clubhouse? Leader in the cage? Yeah. Uh, anybody else with any kind of costume want to call in? But you don't have to have a costume to call in. We just want people to click in there and ask a question or talk about whatever. Uh, we didn't have a guest tonight on purpose so that we could just get in here and, and, and roll. I see Steve Fields in the comments. We, he's never actually been on the show. He ought to click in here and give us his, his two cents. Ironically, being... Steve has never had me on his, his podcast either. Yeah. I was just thinking that earlier. I feel like there's something we need to settle, Steve. Yeah, I see Steve in the comments. I see Katie in the comments. I see Josh Evans in the comments. All people we'd love to hear from. I'm still Loved. waiting to see Cliff Allen, Cliff Allen click in. He said Cliff, he was calling in tonight. Maybe Clifton tonight. Who knows? Yeah. You don't know who's out there. Do we have the picture of Mark's uh, costume from last night? Speedy or Swimmy or whatever he was? Let me try to find that thing. Swimmy the Clown? <laughs> uh, I don't know if he was if he was trick-or-treating or just out there for for the kids, but uh, it was beautiful. I don't beautiful. see it on his public profile, so was... I can't share it. Damn it <laughs> no, Andy, sadly I'm not. I am... Uh, Jay, one of Jay Whalen's favorite anglers uh, in the world. If you ever want to get Jay fired up, just ask him about Chris Zaldane or Ducket Rods, and just watch watch the dynamite go. Yeah, we were hoping to hoping to see Jay tonight. Uh, we got uh, a little over fifty people on the live stream. Uh, we got nobody in the waiting room. So what what do they say Come on the radio? Come on, people. The, the phone lines are wide open. Call-in shows are all about calling in. Otherwise, we can make this. Uh, we can wrap this thing up early and get Ryan back on his uh, 
BiPAP or whatever the heck you're having. Yeah, y'all thought I was faking last Monday. Um, I thought I was faking too, to be honest with you. Then along about Wednesday, I couldn't breathe and uh, I got clocked my first positive COVID test. So uh, it's been a long week. I'm, I'm actually probably still sweating a little bit right now, but uh, I'm yeah. trying, to, trying to stay alive. Took it uh, two years to find you, but it finally did, didn't it? Buddy, it, <laughs> I'm telling you, if you want to get your ass kicked, run out there and grab a hold of COVID. It is uh, it's a good time for sure. Yeah. It, <laughs> easy now, Ashley Kay. What's she yeah. doing now? Huh? She said Ryan oh! got that. Okay. Got that I'm raspy try, voice. I'm trying to set up that date inside, girl. <laughs> oh, no. No videos. Just old school Craigslist, Craigslist style. No videos. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Men seeking men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking for and, a fisher partner. Yeah. Ugh, disgusting. Medi- medium heavy fast action. <laughs> yeah, you can speak in code. Mm-hmm. That'd be all right. White ducket. That, could that be some kind of code? <laughs> I, I don't know. You're pushing it now. Yeah. Fake black. Man, I saw today uh, BASS released their, it was like college high school and something else schedules but no kayak schedule yet when do we think we're gonna get that i don't know um i did see i don't know if i'm supposed to have seen it uh two-day event on pickwick was on the pickwick uh calendar oh uh they you know they have like the little lake calendar when when's gonna be what and there's a two-day uh two-day pickwick event on there for bass so spoiler alert that's out uh, Josh Evans say, can we talk about industry insiders and caustic talk? We can talk about anything you want if you click Josh, in here and ask a question. Josh, call him, bro. Come on. Oh, we, we, got one in the, we got one in the lobby, Ryan. We got a live okay, one. Okay, right, hang okay. Hang on a second here. What's going on? There he is. Jesse Halverson. What's up, man? Oh, Jesse. Not a whole lot. I figured I'd help you all out since nobody wanted to call. I appreciate I that. So, uh. We got a little civil war going on here in uh, Alabama between creek anglers and lake anglers. Creek guys, are, creek guys are getting upset big time over a lot of these national events not letting them go up in the skinny water saying that's the roots of kayak fishing and that's what they should be allowed to do it. What's everybody's take on that? Uh, I think if you have to fish in a creek, you have not developed your skill set enough. <laughs> and I mean that kindly, but if you have to, if you can't compete on a, on a major, a major s- scale, and I know a lot of these guys get upset that they cut these little creeks and stuff out. I get it. I get that's the premise of kayak fishing is accessibility. But I think if you can't go to a lake and compete, then you're not, you're not that well-rounded of an angler. Like it's not just about finding the skinniest water. Let's say if we had kayak tournaments and they were only little bitty creeks, would you want a hundred people packed into a little bitty creek and they're splitting eight fish every day? Like that's not, that's not fun. These big events, you have to have them on lakes. I don't necessarily think cutting the backwater out is the right answer. I think they, they should just allow the whole thing. I mean, everybody's got it accessible, but I don't think that you should necessarily be up in arms fighting for your favorite way to fish necessarily. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, look at Drew Gregory, man. I mean, you're talking about the last year's BOS AOY. If there was ever a creek and river fisherman, that that's their specialty. That's him, and he figured out how to adapt to make it work. Uh, it's, I, it, it got pretty heated a couple of weeks ago. I mean, and 
the crazy thing was was one of the arguments that they were using is that there's no advantage to going, you know, this 10, 20 miles up a creek and fishing skiing water. But at the same time, they were all mad about saying they're not going to fish the national events or any event that doesn't allow it. That's okay. That's okay if you don't fish it. I, th I don't necessarily, like, I think there ha you, you have to have a limit somewhere. So here's the problem, the way things traditionally have been. If you just say, okay, this, this waterway is accessible as far as you can paddle to the main channel. Well, there's a whole lot of gray area on legal launches, you know, what is a ramp, what you drug over, is it public ground? That's way too much for a tournament director to, to have to worry about every single tournament. Like, I can't imagine AJ getting a thousand phone calls about, you know, whoever that repelled their kayak down a cliff. Is it, <laughs> hell, is it legal? I don't know. How do you know? Like, are, I mean, you can't possibly every tournament go around with DNR or a surveyor and figure out what's public access and what isn't. Like, that. I, I think there has to be a limit somewhere. I think what you'll see in these bigger tournament trails is maybe narrow it down to so many legal launches and then you can go from there. As long as you launch at a legal place, open it up forever. But the problem in my eyes right now is these small tributaries and stuff, it's hard to, to really nail down who's launching legally and who isn't. And there's not enough eyes to cover it. So I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah, I mean, I agree with, I agree with how most of them do it, you know, as far up as you can go from the main lake without having to get out of your kayak. That's I think that right now that's the best way we can do it to avoid everything that you just said. And people like somebody just said something about Drew Gregory. Drew Gregory fishes, you know, he'll fish, he finds his water no matter what's legal. It can be a main, a big river, the Tennessee River. He'll find that current, he'll find those eddies, he'll find yep. what he's comfortable fishing. Hats off for him doing that. I like fishing those same areas. He'll go much further in the backwater than I will, for sure, but if you take that away from him, he'll still find something else that he'll, suits he'll his fishing style. He'll still find something. And that's he, the difference he, between being elite level angler and making excuses of why you can't catch fish any other way. Hey, you know, you know? I, I, I compare it to Ott Defoe. Like, if you asked him what he'd rather do, he'd rather get in his jet boat and go as far up a creek or river as possible. For sure. But guess what? He's out there wrecking shop on oh, every reservoir yeah. in the United States. Because he adapted and made it happen. I love creek fishing and river fishing and all that, but I don't have a problem with uh, these TDs and tournaments making it. I mean, you're going to Gunnersville or you're going to Dardanelle or you're going to wherever to fish that body of water, not, you know, some creek 20 miles up north of it. Yeah, that's basically the gist of uh, the whole argument was, you know, because like our state championship this year, it was any, any body of water that was flowing into Smith Lake, you can go up as far as you want. Next year, we're looking at doing some boundaries, and people are already getting heated about it. Well, our Tennessee State Championship, for instance, was on Watts Bar, where I won the Hobie in Watts Bar up a creek. Well, you know what? They cut the creeks and the rivers off that lake. That's fine. I don't give a shit. I know how to fish. I go down the river, find me some smallmouth hanging out on a bluff. Do you know the guy that won it? All he did was find a creek coming in on the south end, and he went and sat there in an eddy and busted our ass for two days. So even though they cut the rivers out, it was still one in a river. Like, yeah, I don't think, I don't agree with that either, it, cutting a lake up, trying to, trying to limit if you know people have a strength. I don't, I don't like that part either. Like, especially these, like, Tennessee River, for instance. If you cut the tailwaters out, 
the tail race, you know, a mile, two miles below any dam is where the current is. If you cut that out, I don't agree with that part either. I think you, you kind of yeah. need to give the whole lake to people and let them find their strength. Some people are better offshore humps. Some are better in current. But, you know, let the anglers at least have, have some kind of latitude on, on what they like to fish. Yeah, I like. And we've got some conversations going on. This opened the door for Steve Fields to get on his uh, shotgun start podium, I think. So hey, I'm all for it. We did several of those in my club this year. Yeah, they're fun. We got Ashley K in the comments again. She's full. She's on full tilt tonight in the other room. She's coming here to throw something at me. Yeah. Um, Drew Turner said your mic is not working, Ryan. It's Drew, coming. I like you, pal. I like you. Hold on, time out. Yeah, we, we can continue on while he figures out his audio. But, Jesse, man, we appreciate you calling in, man. That's a great, great question, great discussion. And I think uh, AJ put a comment in there that says basically what, what is true, somebody is always going to get left out, no matter what you do with the boundaries, oh, whether yeah. you take them away that, or, you know, whatever. You're going to leave somebody out at some point. That's absolutely. But like I said, I think, I think uh, the BOS has a good balance with it, you know, with you can go up these creeks as long as you – you can go up them as far as you want, as long as you don't get out of the cock. I think that's a good balance of keeping as much water in play as possible and giving people multiple opportunities. Yeah, and like when they go to a river, like when they went to the to the Susky up there, they allow portaging there because it's reasonable, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, when so you're doing a river sense. event, that's that's kind of part of it is allowing yeah. them to do that. So for a specified body of water like the Susky, that's perfect. Yeah, and I think. Uh, BASS and KBF have a similar exception. Uh, KBF may let you do that all the time. I don't know. but uh, nah, They used to let you stand on the bank as long as your kayak was yeah. in, but I don't know. I haven't fished it in years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like like I said, there's always going to be somebody left out or somebody not happy with the rules. I think uh, you got to have boundaries, man. And I don't know if specifying a list of launches at some point is going to be the way to go. Um, I don't really like that necessarily uh, unless yeah, there's enough yeah. of them. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see how it develops going forward. I know everything kind of starts on the local level, and it sounds like you guys are having that battle locally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, look here. He's back. We back? We better? Ooh, yeah. That sounds professional <laughs> how the, now. How the hell ain't none of y'all got my back except Drew Turner? Thank you, Drew. I'm going to buy one of your custom rods. I thought it was Man, just I a, heard I thought, you fine. I thought, it was, I thought it was just the Rona. I heard you fine. I just thought you were <laughs> down low talking. I mean, yeah, Ashley yeah. K was commenting on my voice and stuff. I had to go with the the laptop mic from now on, I guess. Yep. See, goodness. But uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Jesse, appreciate you calling in with that, my friend. Uh, anytime, boys. Cheers looks to you. Like, yeah, man, looks like we got another one in the in the waiting room, man. Jesse, how you doing, buddy? <clears throat> All right, y'all be good. Stay wide, dick open, Jesse. Hey, there he is, Josh. Oh Edwards. no, he done. He he done got the Christmas decorations out early, nah, boy. Nah, because I'm a yak, bro. I'm a yak. You're a yak. You a yak, right? Oh, I wasn't trying to put on no skin tight shit, like old boy. Much love. <laughs> oh, okay. But you ain't seeing my titties. Oh, <laughs> that's a lie. I already have. You want some, We boy, stay together some, too much. Hey, I you mean, want, you know, hey. you're welcome. You want, some, you, want some, <laughs> some, you want some sunglasses or not? You got to make it happen. Hey. You don't want to see the rest of my costume, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. anyways. Uh, yeah, no, hey, so I'm calling in. One, just say what's up, y'all. I miss you guys. But two, let's talk about, let's talk about people using AKAs to publish their, their thoughts and try to burn bitch, the bitch down. Like, 
I know you guys are all familiar with that article that was circulating <laughs> that bullshit ass blog post by some AKA ass punk ass dude. But he was, hey, he was an AKA PKA. He yeah. was. He yeah. was DJ KA, uh, AKA whatever the hell other boy's name was. AKA. <laughs> Look, the point is this: one, if you got something to say in this community, just come out and say it. Be a man or a woman and stand by your words. Two, no, Luke Aaron, that's not Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's at home saluting like that's Ted. I know, right? No, bro. Anyways, so back to what I was saying. Um, no, nah, you know it's crazy, right? Like one of the beautiful things about this community is that everybody has their own unique opinions, right? And I know there's people that go out and they chase sponsorships and all that, but any sponsor worth having is going to realize that your realness, your authenticity. <laughs> Is your best attribute. So, why in the hell would anybody try to? I'm trying to think of the right word. Try to dictate what people say or how they say it in the interest of gaining sponsors, and then in the same breath tear a motherfucker down for doing exactly that. That's crazy to me. I agree with you, and and I think you know in in this whole deal. There's a lot of different people with a lot of different opinions. Obviously, Jeff and I share our opinions, which opens us up to public criticism all the time. I mean, that's part of putting yourself in front of people publicly. That's okay. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to like me. That's that's absolutely fine. The only thing that really upset me about that was kind of the manipulation of the facts and the like i say plenty i say plenty of of offensive stuff <laughs> off-putting things you can quote me directly and find plenty of things that i've said that piss people off that's great i'll answer that but don't take other people's words or other people's comments and and put them on my tab like if i say it i'll answer for it i'm a yeah. big boy like i'm cool with it but you don't have to like try to try to build me as you know some kind of you know fire breathing dragon or something man like i'm just out here trying to report the news help people a little bit you know hopefully we'll grow this whole deal and make it better a lot of that is by like bringing bringing about change and talking about weaker areas and pointing things out that tournaments can improve on anglers can improve on the sport as a whole can improve on like you have to talk about this stuff or it just gets brushed under the rug and nothing gets better like you can't if especially new guys in the sport which the guy that wrote the article was very new in in kayak fishing right. in general but it you know do a little bit of digging man like learn a little bit learn what the history is learn what the beef is like you can't come yep. in and just because it's your first day on the job it's everybody's first day on the job there's that exactly. grouchy old dude sitting in the corner that hates everybody and there's probably right. a reason why but he's been rubbing elbows with people man he's been rubbing elbows <laughs> man, hey, they, they, brian they said your speed your mic's a little hot now so everybody's complaining oh about my, your sound oh my god i don't know I'm you sound good to me bro I'm talk gently into the mic brian i'm, so, I'm sorry y'all <laughs> oh there it is yeah no you hit you hit the nail on the head ryan look if i say something i'm gonna own every last word of what i say regardless right but don't go and and quote me out of out of uh, come out of pocket with some craziness and be like you know use my middle name and all this other nonsense, right? <laughs> um, at the end of the day, bro, you don't know me. You don't know me at all. I'll put you on your back. So, 
I mean, look, it, it's crazy to me. It really is. Like, you've been around for five minutes, but you like the, the flavor of the dick you're riding, so you want to <laughs> put that on everybody else. You better go on. Oh, side note, that dude got kicked out of uh, out of the organization he was hyping to. Yes, mm. by the way. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Yep. Hey, there's something people don't realize, man, is I, I, I saw that article, and I hear, hear other people talk about it. Everybody's talking about how to be professional. We want to be professional. Pro this, pro that. Well, that doesn't include turning into some kind of robot and trying to toe the right. line of what the industry insiders want and be the perfect person to be a sponsor. They want personality. They want different. I mean, you got Matt Robertson or Robertson, and you got Ike, and then you also have like the ultra professional guys over there, uh, like Jay Valstain. I mean, there, there's a whole variety of true pros up on the bass boat level, and right. they're not all alike. They're not all robots doing the exact same thing. So you go out there and do you, and if you're authentic. That's how you're going to make your way with sponsors and everything else, not being some kind of robot that exactly. acts the way you're supposed to act. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Like, if, <coughs> if, if I see somebody that I respect using a product and, and they back it, I'm going to say, okay, I might check that out. But if I see somebody that's just like, oh, hashtag da-da-da-da, flavor of the week, man, kick rocks, dude. That's going to turn me off from that brand real quick. So just something for, for you up and coming newer folks to think about really i i ain't no pro man i'm just a dude who likes to fish with my homies and and lose my money at events but uh and you know i've been fortunate enough to to work with some good companies and and we've had you know four or five year relationships with these sponsors and i appreciate i appreciate their support you know helping me stay traveling and and paying entry fees and whatever i need is on the doorstep i truly love that but they've had the original me the entire time. Like yep. there's not, there's not a polished, uh, you know, like uh, this is, this is pretty much it uh, from, from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed and they respect that and they get it. And not everything is PC and shiny and beautiful, but it's, it's me. And until the time comes to where, you know, nobody wants to have anything to do with it. That's all right. I've got a job. I'll still, continue and go do what I do. If I can have these relationships and I can grow these sponsors and they can help grow my brand as well, as long as that meshes, uh, just stay true to yourself. That's what I can. That's the best advice I can give to these new anglers. You don't have to be prim and proper and wear a suit and tie and you know, all this shit. Like you can be yourself, have a good time. You know, don't, don't treat people like trash. I will say that. But, you know, feel free to let your own your own personality out. Like if they if they buy into that, then you're good. And you know what? I'll pile, I'll add on to that by saying don't try to manufacture some nonsense either. If you are just a run of, you know, if you are a suit and tie, calm, dry person that doesn't don't try to turn yourself into Mike Iaconelli or whoever. Yeah, don't because, be Ike if you're not Ike, yeah, bro. Yeah, being fake is just as just as bad as trying to be too proper. Just be yourself, whatever that may be. That's right. That's right. That's all I really wanted to say. Like I said, I miss y'all. I love you, homie. I can't wait to say. I guess I'll see you next season. Um, you gonna see me at Toledo Bend? You ain't seeing me in no okay. talk. I didn't qualify, but you know, I'll, you'll be there in my heart. All I'll right? be. I'm be thinking about you when you're out there. You know, getting your uh, your me and Edwin. On. Me and Edwin rooming together, boy. Oh man, hey, do what I did last time. He gets embarrassed by that. <laughs> send uh send us send us some love down and uh we'll okay. be fine oh like that okay i need an address <laughs> all right all right all right all right then hey we all have a good night stay safe tight lunch our minds let's go Appreciate all right you, see you boy all right that was a good one man good stuff uh 
nobody in the waiting room lines are open click back in here anybody that is in the in the chat we're still rolling with about 60 folks between youtube and facebook so i know there's somebody that has an opinion or a question or something they want to share so come in here and let us hear it <laughs> i'd like to hear your thoughts on any any of your any of the schedules that have already come out or what you think might happen with the pending schedules coming out uh i saw a thread earlier in the in the was it this week or last week i can't remember where i saw it but they were talking about bos allowing motors or not I know Bass already does, All-American Series already does, KBF already does. Somebody even quoted Ryan as saying they were going to allow him. I don't know why they did that. But. You said it. You said everybody's going to be – you didn't say BOS was going to be allowing motors, but you. it's when you pulled up the dugout page. I went back and watched that episode. You said, seems like everyone's allowing motors now. So then some dude quoted me as saying BOS was going to allow motors. Like, come yeah. on, guy. Yeah, but – the the thread I saw was re, was in regards to what people will choose to fish next year if BASS goes to two days like we're rumors and they're going to allow motors and some of these others do and BOS doesn't does that sway anybody one way or the other on where they fish I don't think it does but maybe I'm you know not on the right path there what do y'all think or what do you think Ryan I I don't think so. I mean look I I've worked for BASS right now as j valstain but bass has a long way to go to get the tournament itself to be in where a bos tournament is and i mean that from an organization perspective i would like to see some sort of payout adjustments and then the the finished product as far as like the weigh-ins and the angler highlights and the 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 media coverage I think that bass has a lot more to do than just say you can have motors now. Like that's not that's not going to be the easy button that fixes it. So uh, you know, in my opinion, just them having two day events and allowing motors does not make me want to go fish a bass over a Hobie. Period. I uh, curious. What, I wish we could put a poll in the comments for people. Is does that play into your decision whether to fish a tournament or not? Uh, it seems like in some parts of the country it does, and in some it doesn't make a difference at all. You know. Uh, maybe they just got used to it and now they just want to stick with it if their locals allow it or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Maybe the type of the boat they're in, who knows? Don't be shy folks. We got, we got 65 plus out there. Somebody call in, give us, give us your opinion, weigh in on it. Uh, I like the Hobie schedule that's out so far. Um, uh, I'm going to try to hit the first five, uh, made some new friends out in Oklahoma a couple weeks ago. So they're going to come out to broken bow and hang out. So. I'm, I'm all right. That's going to be good stuff, man. And, and all, we had uh, All-American winner on here just last <laughs> week, and they have a pretty good schedule. That All-American all series <coughs> is, is, is pretty salty. Uh, and they've, they, they've expanded out a little bit. So there's going to be multiple choices for folks to to jump on and, and, and choose from. Oh, Dylan said Broken Bow do be a party. He's coming back, I guess, for round two at Broken Bow. Broken Bow's underrated, man, but not any longer. BOS kind of put it on the national map a little Dude, bit. Dude, if him and Sanderson don't show me whatever they stepped into last time, I'm going to be upset. All right? <laughs> upset. Yeah. It's a pretty cool to little tourist town. I think they have more uh, weed dispensaries per capita than any place in the United States in that little tiny town. Uh, Luke, I got a couple. They, they're some oil field dudes. They, uh, they came out to the little charity golf tournament we had in Nashville a couple weeks ago. Uh, you can DM me for details. I don't want to put them on blast on the internet. I don't know what kind of business they're in on the side. Yeah. Uh, we're anxious, anxiously awaiting somebody else to click in here and call in. We want to talk to y'all tonight. Um, 
trying to think of anything else that happened on the page this week. There's a few things I'd like to get into, but I don't know how deep I want to get with this stuff. And it's talking about payouts for these tournaments and people holding uh, 100%, 100% payout versus directors holding money back or organizations holding money back or different do it, do fees it. for different tournaments. Because I, it's something I think that kayak anglers in particular, I, I don't know why, it seems like they want a lot of stuff for free. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but uh, whether it's – paying too much for attorney X fee or they find out a tournament director held some money or they find out uh, a tournament isn't a hundred percent payback. They get, they get pissed. Like they don't want to be giving their money towards any sort of uh, any sort of profit for that organization or director. Is it, is it not one to give money or just not being transparent about what fees are for? Should they even be transparent? Is it any of their business? If they provide a product. Um, I, I like, I like there being a transparency. I don't think that there's anything wrong with a tournament series or whatever making money. Uh, like, I mean, I'll give Steve-O for example. Like, Steve runs, now he runs Georgia Bass Nation, Tennessee Bass Nation, TVKA. He does most of the work part, to be honest, in the state of Tennessee with cast as far as helping them, you know, for the state tournament locate, you know, vendors and sponsor dollars from municipalities like he's a huge player like steve's doing you know 20 hours of work a week on these tournaments and and I, i'm not mad at all if he's making something off the off the top you know i, I don't ever think that was an issue is not paying out a hundred percent i think the issue that we ran into for years was advertising we're paying out 110 percent or 120 percent and then you're paying out 70% or 60% because there's math. So, yeah. so if you, if you ignore math, then you are paying out 2 million percent. But if you, if you do math, if you have people that are capable of adding and subtracting numbers, you realize that that's, that's not a hundred percent payout. Don't advertise it if you're not going to pay it out. Uh, I yeah. mean, I think it's pretty simple. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I am a hundred percent behind every judge, director, uh, web service, whatever it is, they need to get paid. I mean, it's all work, but just don't lie about it. I think like yeah, you just said, yeah, for just sure. don't, don't say you're going in the hole and drowning and, you know, but you're still paying out above 110%. And then the calculator comes out and says, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. You took in $300,000 last weekend and yeah. paid out 120. Hold on a minute now. Yeah. 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 So, you know, whatever, make, make as much as you want to make, just kind of let people know on the front end one way or the other. Uh, I mean, bass, they hold like 25% of every tournament back, and nobody has a problem with it because you know it right up front, right? And that's fine. That's, yeah. you know, that's part of it. I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They're a business. They're a tournament-running business. And honestly, if Hobie started making money off running the BOS, I would be more than happy, more than happy to pay extra to fish a well-ran tournament than something sloppy. So if you want to charge me, Steve, if you want to charge me an extra 50 bucks, I'll pay it. Hey, we got a couple uh, got a couple callers in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's get them in here. Hang on just a second. Papa Dave. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. The man. The man himself. Papa Dave, is this is this uh Mr. Lowry? Who is this here? Oh yeah. That's Pops right. right there. Pops? Hey, congrats on the big W, Pops. I never met you, but I did see uh, your boy sharing out that you won that big tournament down there, and you're coming to Lake Hamilton, where I learned, partly learned how to fish. So congrats to you. Yeah, thank y'all. Um, 
I, I wanted to comment on one thing, you know, I pay attention to a lot of kayak fishing with Dylan and, um, one of the things I, I have a big question about, I thought about fishing some of them this year is the polygraph, um, off limits information rules. Um, you know, mainly, but mainly the polygraph situations is, you know, y'all are, y'all are getting on up there in the money now. And, you know, it's sad to say, but big boats and everything else. I mean, you have people that will do things that they shouldn't in order to win tournaments and, and win a bunch of money. Uh, mainly sometimes they'll do it to win a tournament. And it ain't really about winning the money. Uh, but that, that was basically my thing is, you know, what, what I, we should do about that. I think, I think we have a long way to go on, on catching the, the rules up to where the payouts are right now, you know, cause you're seeing first place take home 10 grand in some of these normal regular trail events. If you're giving out 10 grand people, I mean, people start to uh, question doing some shady things for that kind of money. Uh, I think there needs to be more polygraphs probably random throughout the top 10. I think just putting it out there, I think that will solve a lot of the issues. But again, and I've said this before, I think you're going to have to have official pre-fishing time periods and you're going to have to have official, you know, information off limits as well. I think if you, if we're going to continue to grow this and take it to a higher level, you have to start treating it like the, like the pro series do. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead, Papa. I agree. I mean, you know, I've I've really like some of the schedules that come out on the BOS this year. I really like them. And I've thought about, you know, I might even I might even venture out and get me a kayak and you know fish four or five of them. I don't know if I can do a whole a whole set because I'm not going to give up the big boat fishing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> especially you know going to Hamilton this year. Uh, we got, we're going to you fall in December to try to qualify to fish the Bassmaster Classic. So, um, but that, that would definitely make me a lot more interested in fishing it if there was some of that took place. So Patrick Malone said at BASS at those tournaments, they reserve the right to polygraph at any time. Uh, Steve or AJ can comment on what, what BOS policy is there. Um, I know even back in the day when this stuff first started, Terry Manley and the KBS crew, they used to voice stress, uh, what, do they, what do they call it, voice stress analysis and polygraph folks as well. I don't know what KBF policy is, but there is some cost with that. And I think Drew Turner said it. If you start doing all that, you're going to have to really be okay with not 100% payouts. But I think we would give up a large percentage <laughs> to make sure they were always 100% secure, don't you? For sure. I think we have to tighten up the rules. Like, I, I think we've, you know, everybody's like, uh, oh, it's kayak fishing. It's kayak fishing. If you don't want to be the, the redheaded stepchild of competitive fishing, you have to act like it is the real deal. You know, you have to show that, that you're, you're ready to go to that next step. And I think part of it is having those, you know, kind of security, you know, blankets that, will ensure that there's not just rampant cheating going on or guides tipping off anglers for every tournament or, you know, who has the best network of pros every tournament. Like, you know, it, we really have a lot of work to do on narrowing down uh, kind of the, you know, the integrity of the sport, in my opinion. Yeah, I've been, I've been banging that drum on on official practice time and, and off limits and, and uh, information restrictions for a while. 
I know for the actual people running the tournaments, that you know adds a whole other level of policing to the deal. But I think it's something that's going to have to happen at, at some point in time. <laughs> oh, Todd Miner, throw his comment up. <laughs> Red-headed stepchats. That's Ewing's dad. <laughs> we love Edwin. We love Edwin. I'm going to take care of him at the TOC. Promise. Kayak fishing renamed your child. How about that? <laughs> that's Prince. That's Prince Edwin. Yeah. Uh, AJ said they polygraphed the 2021 TOC. They plan on doing it in 22 as well. All American series will do random polygraphs for anglers and the money. So it looks like there's some people out there doing that already. No, AJ, so. they did. They did polygraph the TOC. I, Jordan Marshall coming out of the polygraph room was my favorite. Boy, is just covered in sweat, looking like, looking like he's seen a ghost. And I was talking to the polygraph dude. I was like, you had my boy Jordan in here before. He's like, son, he's like, I, he's like, I told him you're going to fail every one of these if you don't calm down. <laughs> he said he was just hyperventilating like crazy. That's good stuff. Uh, man, I appreciate you, uh, Mr. Lauer, for calling in. That, that was a good, yes, uh, good question. Thank you, y'all. Good night, bro. Hey, congrats again, Big Dave. I'm proud of you, man. That was awesome. Thank you laid the wood to them boys. Thank you, buddy. Hey, you know, since I won mine and you were the first one to tell me, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, uh, I expect nothing less than a first-place finish at the TOC. I'm bringing it, buddy. I'm bringing it. Put it on them, brother. Yes, sir. Good night. All right, we got it. We got another caller in the lobby. We got two. It's actually two at once. Mm-mm. Yeah. Hang on just a second. Let me get them in here. Cliff and Clifton. We get both no, personalities. We got my man, my man, G Money and Pancake. What's up, baby? Uh -oh. How's it going? Uh-oh. I can't see Pancake. I'd rather see Pancake <laughs> than you. Pancake, get in. Hey, Pancake. Yeah, buddy. Pancake. <laughs> she's had some food, so now she's ready for a nap. She actually fell asleep in the waiting room here, so... <laughs> She's, know, like, she's, she's like our president. That's all right. Hey, man. Call her oh. Sleepy Joe. Yeah. Hey, as long as she don't shit on you, you're in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> I got to train better than president. So oh, gonna... we. All right. All right. Come so on. we Come are on. kicked off. Come we are on. kicked off Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. She needs to call me. I can help her out with some training mm -mm -mm. tips. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, we'll be exclusively on YouTube from here on out. Maybe. Uh, maybe. No. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, what's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> oh man, you know, just out here getting ready to do a little, little hunting, you know, a deer hunting, little uh, deer <coughs> hunting here in a, a few weeks. Um, and I may do a little bit of fall fishing here and there. I got you. You made a hell of a run at the NC, man. We were pulling for you. You was one of my picks. <sighs> man, you know, I just it pre-fishing wise, I kind of knew I didn't have what I needed um, based on what everybody else was was telling me they had. Um, but, you know, I just went out there and fished my own tournament and try to go be somebody else, didn't try to go find out where those other guys were. Um, you know, found found some areas, some good fish, and figured, hey, you know, just go try to get a check and um, have a good time. And, man, we, we did have a good time. We found a m little magic honey hole. There's three of us that shared it. And, um, man, that last day, I mean, I had 89 and a half inches, but the other two had over 90, and the two previous days I had 90 inches out of it um 90 plus inches each day so there's a lot of fun down there man there's some some big fish caught were you fishing the same spot as the top three i was not um i was i was on the same lake um but i was in a different area so it was just stacked like i mean bisono just showed out i mean you know when the water's eight foot feet low it's pretty predictable to where those fish are going to be um, crazy. you know but plus i mean you know after kind of getting bit in the butt 
in 2019 down there um, of just, you know, Caddo just being overfished and too many folks piling in there. I mean, I didn't want to make that same mistake. Um, I wanted to have a have somewhere where I, I didn't feel there's going to be as much pressure and, and be able to have fish for three days and not run out of fish. I like it. I like it. What do you got? What do you got on the on the horizon for next year? What's G Money's plans? <laughs> yeah. So, man, you know, I, you guys were talking about all the time, um, you know, that Steve and, and some other people put into to running these these state trails and local trails and things. And um, you know, I, I'm I'm going to leave that behind, you know, for myself. Um, so I've helped start the NSK Central here in Arkansas and. Feel like it's at a good place to hand it off um but you know it does take a lot of time people don't realize that man you're putting up an event page you're contacting sponsors you're you know reaching out to people about hey can we come there for a lengthen and you know does this person want to help you know with food or pay for trophies or whatever the case is so um you know i, I think i'm ready to to jump into the bos series a little more heavy um that's the plan for right now um truly you know make a run at it and and fish more of them i only fished three um this past year um you know but I, i'd like to try to you know make at least half of them next year maybe sprinkle in a, a couple of uh kbf or um bass or all americans that are kind of regionally close to me but um you know i'm definitely wanting to to get more um a hobie events on the schedule for next year yeah, man. You uh, you guys did a great job with NSK Central, and and you know I second what you said about tip of the cap to all the local directors out there because it is sometimes a thankless job. I I started NSK Northwest Arkansas uh, as well, and a couple of years ago handed that off, and I actually handed it off to my buddy Taylor Frizzell, who took it right when COVID hit, so he had to deal with all of that yeah. for the COVID year, and then after that, and now my my other good friend Kyle Kyle Long is taking over for this year, but who it is a f- Kyle Long, KyleLongFishing.com. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a thankless job, man. So you guys did an awesome job down there, and, and shout-out to all the, the TDs out there doing the doing the Lord's work, man. For Yeah, uh, you know, no they're in good hands with James Whited and, yeah. um, you know, his, his crew that's going to help out. So it'll continue to thrive. But, you know, I mean, you get to a point where, um, you know, it's kind of the time to hand it off and, you know, maybe go see how you can compete with some of the bigger sticks. Um, let's go you know and just hit just the road see big if, dog if, let's hey, go. if you go to more of these is there a chance you can kind of pop up there a little higher in some standings and stuff so you one of them big sticks don't don't sell yourself short on that now you've uh you know there. you've been out there I, doing I've it i've had my moments but you mm-hmm. know I, I will say um everything with with covid and all that with crazy job changes and all that this past year we're we're Definitely hard on me on the national scene. So, um, but you know, you got to think about the weekends that I spent for a local event. You know, I could have been pre-fishing somewhere else or doing map study or getting ready for a bigger event. So that's kind of my thought process of just really looking at the time investment piece and um, you know trying to utilize my time as best I can. Um, you know, to put towards some bigger events and see if I can't can't maybe win one finally this year. I think there's a comfort level that that comes with that, you know, on the on the if you look at the the top 15 or so guys and gals that travel the country and consistently finish well, I I think I think just gaining confidence 
in the fact that you're going to go into this body of water that you've never seen before and break it down that you feel like you're going to find what you're looking for. You know, your particular style of fishing. I think, I think that once you've done that a few times way away from home on lakes you've never seen, I think that's what builds their confidence and that's why they are so consistent. They're not freaked out about not knowing where fish are or, or not knowing the lake or, you know, looking for something crazy off the wall. You know, they're like, okay, I know, you know, this body of water this time of year, this is what I would like to see. So they'll find whatever that particular thing is. And that, I think that gives them a little edge going into it where somebody else driving four states away may not have that same confidence. They may be looking at the entire map instead of, you know, three creeks or something, for instance. Right on. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a shallow, um, I prefer to be a shallow water fisherman for the most part, um, you know, unless it's, you know, January, February, something like that. But even in the summer months, a lot of times I'll stay shallow. Um, so, and I, I just, you know, I know that's my strength. And so, shit, I don't go out there and try to fish offshore with, with people that are good at that. You know, I just kind of stick to what I'm good at for now. Not to say that I hadn't mixed in a few things over the years to, um, you know, be able to pull out a drop shot or something when it's needed. But, um, and I think that's a big part of what you're saying is, you know, figuring out what it is you like to do, looking for it on that lake, and then, you know, just going and fishing your tournament, not worrying about what everybody else is doing and where they're going. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of find your own fish, um, you know, so – I, I think there's a lot of pride in that as well. Um, so and the, the folks that do well, you know, they don't have a problem with that. Amen. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you wanted to touch on when you call? I mean, I, I don't know if Pancake had anything to say or anything else Pan, you wanted to Man, Pan, Pancake dipped out on me, so Pancake I could have brought, brought, brought Ellie in here and got him fired <laughs> up. But, man, I'll tell you, you know, I jumped into the KFL at the end of the year last year. And I know, you know, yeah, you did. It wasn't <laughs> like the biggest, um, you know, thing right out the gate. But dude, I will tell y'all, that was a lot of fun. Um, that was a blast. And you know, we added some good sticks to the team um, for the next season. Uh, I like that they kind of do it kind of during a dead period for us around here. Um, you know, as far as the months that they pick to fish. Um, so that made it pretty convenient, but I'm telling you, watch out for the Arkansas hogs next year. Y'all added, y'all added Cody, didn't you? And Eric? We added Cody and Eric and Chris Hartman, who, yeah, you know, Chris. um, is going to have a lot more time to fish. You know, he's been a caretaker for his wife, um, for, for the past couple of years. And, um, you know, I think he's, he's wanting to spend more time on the water. Um, and you know, he's a good stick, man. That yeah. dude can fish. Straight so, up. You're so I, you and Corey, so let's, let's talk about that for a second what is the compensation structure like this year for the kfl moving forward like these guys that are out traveling and i know there's more teams so you're not gonna have to travel as far but last year like guys were going three or four states away for these away games and whatnot and covering their own their costs for for you know their travel and expenses and whatnot what's it like this year have they have they spread out the money so, you know, you're not, you're not just eating cost the entire season or, or what's the, what's the structure like? You know, I, I really don't know. Um, when I jumped into KFL, um, you know, I liked that there were eight anglers per team. So let's just say, 
you know, you didn't have the money that week or, you know, you balance it out with your teammates. Right. Um, now, I'm not sure what the compensation level is going to be, but, um, you know, I'd also say, hey, man, if that's a big concern, you probably don't need to be doing this. Um, to me, I kind of look at KFL um, it's as doing it for fun. I mean, I'm not looking to necessarily make a check. Now, if I go to a Hobie event or something like that, you know, yeah, I got my eye on the prize there. Um, of wanting to do well and cash a check. But, man, I'm telling you, this was just strictly a lot of fun to actually, you know, have teammates and, um, you know, because I'm not used to that. So I normally go to these events and just kind of do my own deal. Um, But it was kind of cool to, you know, like I was killing them on a buzz bait on Hamilton and hit up in the group text, like, hey, guys, like, go find some seawalls and throw a buzz bait. There's people that do that in big tournaments now. That's common (laughs) practice, brother. You've been missing (laughs) out. Shit. Yeah, well, you know. But it it was fun. Um, And to strategize, you know. So, um, you know, you know, you know, a team comes in that may be following your best angler around, trying to pull some of his fish. But, you know, me and Corey pulled the okie doke on the Louisiana Hurricanes because he sent me to where he was actually going to fish and then some of their teammates followed him. Um, so there's some strategy that goes into it. Um, but it's just a lot of fun. But those Arkansas Hogs, I think, will will do well next year. Here, I, I like some the, thoughts, man. I, 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 sorry, Ryan, but I got some no thoughts on the, guard, team, get on, the t- on the team thing. So c- fishing is inherently an individual sport on most levels, right? Uh, outside of, I guess, high school and college. But even then, it's not a full-on eight-man team versus eight-man team or six-man, whatever it is. Um, but anything to be considered teams and players, and you're talking about it's a sport, not an individual skill like golf or tennis or fishing or whatever it is, I think you have to bring in an element of defense. So if yeah. the KFL would come up with some sort of rule, and Garrett, you played foot, I mean, you were a college football player, played <laughs> arena football, if there was a way to incorporate some sort of way that the other team could play defense uh, without y'all killing each other in some way, shape, or form, uh, now that would take it to another level, and I might be interested in watching well, man, some of that. I'm telling you, I mean, so that kind of goes on. Like, I know that like, Louisiana, they knew Corey was good on Hamilton. Now, where they got that information from, I don't know. But they – and Mark, Corey Mark is Coates. a stick. Mark Coates told him. <laughs> but uh, – they came to that ramp, I, I believe, you know, thinking Corey was going to be there. So I, I think part of their strategy was to, you know, play a little defense and try to catch some of the fish that maybe he would have ran across. Um, so, you know, there, there's a little defense that goes Are into Are you that. saying that people played defense on Conrad Benetti all year and that's why he skunked at all his away games? <laughs> I don't know nothing about that, man. <laughs> I'm talking about like physical defense, like physically oh, cutting people oh. off and throwing stuff at their boxing boats. out, box them out, cuz hit them with yeah. that tight and box them out. Each angler gets three M80s and they can use them as a dude. That would be to, slick. Know. Now, if you had paintball guns or something involved, yeah. talk to me. That's that's a that's something I can get behind. Now, thinking, seriously, the I, I like the team concept. I like the the shit talking. You know, this state's better than this state. You pick your best five and we'll go prove it or whatever. I like that. I do like that. What I don't like is the organization charging X amount of money up front per team to buy in and you're not getting paid out shit all season unless you win whatever it is. Like, to me, that is the part. And, you know, you can say I'm doing it for fun, whatever. You're still pissing money away and you're winning something you're gaining the viewership you're gaining the sponsors and pulling in the attention you should get some kind of reward it should at least be cost covering for the winning 
team that week or whatever it is. I think that's that's well, a, a factor it, it may that should be, be weighed. Man. I, it might be. I just have no idea. Like I said, I, I joined at oh. the end of the year and fished in like three games, had a blast. They were all local to me, so like I didn't, I wasn't out a lot of money, um, so I never got to experience anything like that. But you know, I mean, it'll be year two, so maybe give them an opportunity that to yeah. kind of improve on things as well. Yeah. So. Frank you know, said, I mean, uh, yeah. let, let's be real. The TLC was at Lake Fork for how many years in a row before it actually like, grew some feet and kind of became what it is today? Well, that's because another organization took it over is why that happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, things evolved, though, at some point. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, somebody will buy it out, maybe, is what you're saying. I don't know. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's for sale. And I, I, think, I think Reg will con- continue to improve it. You know, I don't, I don't think he's... With a million viewers on Pride, I don't see, you know, I mean, the sky's the limit now. Bless him. And that's the other thing on picking these lakes, man, you know, for that thing is, you know, we really got to kind of think about that for next year for the Arkansas team, like making sure we have lakes where we can get reception and stuff, Um, you know, because you'd love to put a team on a lake that, you know, they know nothing about. But it also defeats the purpose of trying to do the broadcast if you don't have service out there. Yeah. Maybe I'm, – I'm just thinking outside the box. I don't even know why it matters to me. But, you know, whoever runs the league ought to pick the venues and tell you all, you know, a week or two or a month beforehand <coughs> so that it is an equal playing field if you can make it that way. But I get the home and away stuff. Um, you know, like like Ryan said, if there was a way to, to cover y'all's costs through, through advertisers or whatever it may be, then that would make a little yeah. more sense, I guess. Um, but yeah, if people are having fun doing it, you know, we'll see. Hopefully hopefully it'll get there to that point, you know, they may have a structure in place, you know, still in the early growth stage at this point. Well, anything from Arkansas, I cheer for the laundry. So I'll be pulling from my homies from Arkansas, whatever y'all are doing. (laughs) All right on, man. Well, I'm going to go check on pancake. Appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Good luck next year. Later. All right. Yeah. I don't know where that's going to go, Ryan, the, the KFL, uh, the con- you got, I, I think you have to start paying people if you're taking if you're taking in money, then you should at least pay out the winners, right? Yeah, I Am the, I crazy somebody, for that? So, somebody in the comments earlier said they're having an owners meeting here in the next week or two, and some of that may be discussed. So maybe that this year, you know, they've learned and they're going to pay out some. I, I I don't know. So I'll be curious to see how the details come out with that. Uh, I don't know who is it. Greg and Todd Patrick that run the, run that now, or just Greg? I don't. I don't know. I think. I think Greg is the head dude in it, and I think his brother or brother-in-law or something is the guy that's got the their new platform. It was Pride TV or whatever. Now it's something else. Okay. Uh, but I think that's his brothers or brother-in-laws or something. If well, anybody, if hell, if anybody knows these answers that's watching right now that would love to click in, that'd be great to. Yeah. Help us out. That's a great topic of conversation. You've talked about it before. For them or anybody else that's going to go the live route, I don't want to see anybody, whether they're in a bass boat, a kayak, or whatever, I don't want to see a, a self selfie shot of them fishing. I want to see an over-the-shoulder, even a chesty mount live view of them fishing. Crotch shots getting... are tough to watch, um, yeah. no matter what's happening action-wise. Like just yeah. staring straight up in between somebody's legs is a tough sell. Uh, yeah. Unless, I mean, whatever. Uh, unless yeah. you're into that kind unless of thing. Unless you're Yeah, I don't want to knock anybody off. Yeah. So if they can figure that out, now that, that'd be next level. I'd, I'd, you know, might click in and watch some of that. I'd like to see over-the-head shots of actual fishing, but I don't want to see them 
talking to the to the camera. So we'll see how folks uh, evolve. I don't know. Josh said Matt Balls came review a salad. I don't know if he's got some sort of over the shoulder setup. <coughs> if so, that's awesome. That's what we need. So Aaron Aaron Mathis is actually fine with the crotch shot. She said so. Okay. Well, that's my that's my judge. That's my <laughs> that's a safe JT judge right there. We're talking. You don't know how to get your fish accepted. We're talking to the majority here, Aaron. I like it. I like it. Nobody else in the waiting room, Ryan. We've been going over an hour. It feels like we just started this thing. I wasn't sure anybody was going to call in. Holy but, cow. But they did. Uh, well. Um, I'm testing your uh, lung capacity at this point, I think. No, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, nobody else in the waiting room, so we can go ahead and wrap this thing up here. Uh, where's pretty Clifton? quick. I don't where's know. He Clifton? never called in, man. He never where's Clifton in. and where's Sancho? Neither one called in. I don't know. Sancho may be banned from all platforms. Clifton was in the comments, but he never clicked in. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't Alas. think camera boats are going to be the deal. Shane Carnahan said something about camera boats. Maybe one or two, but you're not going to get everybody. To get really next level live coverage, is going to have to be in everybody's boat, or at least half the field boat. I think having a camera boat would be cool to go around throughout the day and like hit the top 10 or so and do like a quick from a distance on the water interview type deal or something like that. What I thought about – where you would run into an issue is like say in a two day tournament, if you go in and the camera boat happens to show some identifying things on the top 10, unfortunately there are people in this sport that would try to slide in on somebody that's crushing them, you know, the first day, just because they recognize where they were at. Um, and I think that's kind of a liability deal. So unless you did like a post-production type thing after the tournament live on the water, Showing where somebody's fishing is kind of risky. And the, the KFL guys, they could pull that off because it's only, you know, six on six or whatever, and they're only yeah. there for a day. So I guess they could pull it off and not risk that. But <coughs> I, I could see how that could happen at a BOS or a bass event or whatever. You got hundred and something people and someone goes home and clicks on the replay <laughs> replay and sees uh, Mr. Lambert and said, you know, said creek arm and cuts them off trying to throw a, a Ned rig in front of them or whatever. Uh, it that, happens, be, man. Yeah, it happens. But, uh, yeah, what a good show, man. I'm, I'm glad it turned out the way it did. We got a few people calling in. Yeah, we had one costume. Well, two costumes. We'll count the count the yak. We'll count the yak. I mean, there wasn't really any competition after Van Tyne came out in his cat paint or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Van Tyne, we'll, uh, we'll get you a message, man. You're going to be the winner of the Revos tonight. So, thanks for, for risking it all. And Your vision all. has never been more clear. Yeah, risking it all and showing it all coming in here. We appreciate you, man. But, uh, yeah, anything else, Ryan, before we get out of here? We'll, we'll, we'll conjure up something for next week. I don't know where, how, who the guest is going to be, but we'll we'll come up with a good one for you all. We had – so Steve-O dropped the Tennessee Bass Nation little schedule this week, and it's like three or four events or whatever. And there were these – there were a couple of guys from northeast Tennessee that were complaining because there wasn't an event scheduled close enough to them – or something like I, Steve tries, he, he works with these municipalities and he tries to schedule stuff that's going to be well attended, you know, honestly more central in the state because we have outliers five hours west in West Tennessee and four and a half hours north in Northeast Tennessee. Anyway, he drops his schedule and they're like, oh, you know, the closest tournament's an hour and 20 minutes for me. That like complaining about this stuff. And these dudes have maybe. Uh, ever scheduled a pizza delivery at most 
Like, if my thing is, if you're not doing anything at all to to help make a schedule or help help grow something or develop something, just sit on the sidelines and let the guy that's you know volunteering his time to build you something to bitch about just let him go do it like i mean what's i don't understand the point of oh this isn't close enough for me you didn't do something for me like chill out guys like he's out there working for no reason at all other than to give you an opportunity to fish or not fish i think people need to keep that stuff in mind when they see these guys that volunteer to run these clubs or trails or events they're working like it takes work to talk to these municipalities, to get sponsor commitments, to try to accommodate as many people as possible. It's not trying to accommodate every person, I promise you. It's trying to accommodate as many as possible. So give these guys a break. We don't have to just ride everybody's ass all the time. Hats off to Steve-O. Appreciate everything you do, not only in the Tennessee Bass Nation, but for our local clubs, for Tennessee, for Georgia, the dugout series, everything you do, buddy. I appreciate it. Hey, and yeah, shout out to the dugout series. I entered the first one. I haven't submitted any fish because I really haven't gone fishing much. I've got a messed up shoulder, but that's for another day. Uh, but I've still won drawings every dang week. I've won spro stuff, fish head stuff. So I'm already ahead of my entry fee. So they're running a good thing over there as far as onlines go. Even if you know that you can't uh, wear them out like the boys down in Georgia or Florida do, you, can, you still have a chance of winning your entry fee back and then some because I already have and I haven't submit, submitted a fish. So good stuff over there, <laughs> Steve O. <laughs> Steve-O. But, yeah, yeah, that's all for tonight, man. Let's get out of here. What do you say? Go that's enough. Rest. That's enough, dude. I'm, my ears are on fire. My headphones are hurting me. <laughs> I'm falling yeah. apart. All I'm right, too old. Appreciate it, everybody. We're gone. Yeah.